I want to talk about a word that's found in the Old Testament. The word is Maseroth. It's found in the book of Job in the Jewish Old Testament of the Bible. In the book of Job 38-32, God is talking to uh, Job. And here we have in the New King James Version, we go to Job 38-32, and here God is questioning Job. And he's saying to Job, can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades, or loose the belt of Orion? And then God asked Job, can you bring out Maseroth in its season? Let's go to another Bible translation. And here it is, Job 38, 32 again. And in 31 we read, can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades and loose the belt of Orion? Can you bring out Maseroth in its season? Maseroth. What is Maseroth and why is it in the Bible? Well, let's go back to the Bible quickly and we will see again Job 38, 32. And in the middle square, there's a little red square in the middle, is a footnote. And so we first of all go back to Job 38, 32, where God is asking Job, can thou bring forth Maseroth? In its season, the footnote says Maseroth is a signs of the zodiac. Uh, Bible dictionaries. If you go to the Ethan's Easton's Bible dictionary, it says Maseroth is the twelve signs of the zodiac. Another Bible dictionary, Hebrew lexicon, says Maseroth is the twelve signs of the zodiac. Here in Smith's Bible Dictionary defines Maseroth as the 12 astrological signs of the zodiac. So what this is saying is that not only did God create the stars, obviously, no, the scripture actually says God created Maseroth, and Maseroth is the 12 astrological signs of the zodiac. Again, here's a Hitchcock's Bible Names Dictionary, look up Maseroth, 12 Signs of the Zodiac. Here's another footnote under Job 38 in the Bible, Maseroth, the 12 Signs of the Zodiac. Another library, ethereal library of Christian classics. We look up the word Maseroth, and it says Maseroth as the name of the 12 Signs of the Zodiac. Here's another. God mentions several star constellations by name. Maseroth is literally the zodiac. So here is a Jewish uh, Hebrew zodiac, and you will notice that the 12 months of the year are assigned to 12 uh, constellations of the zodiac. And so in the Hebrew tradition, you have something called the 12 tribes of Israel. Many people have heard about the 12 tribes of Israel. In point of fact, historically, there were no 12 tribes of Israel ever existed. The 12 tribes of Israel are the 12 astrological signs of the zodiac in the ancient Hebrew religion. So when you hear the word 12 tribes of Israel, just know that no, there were no 12 tribes. There were 12 astrological signs in the ancient Jewish religion. Here you will see the astrological signs of the, of the Hebrew 
zodiac in the middle, the Star of David. And around the Star of David, you will see the uh, phases of the moon. And here again, you will see um, the moon, uh, the sun god, Helios, the Greek sun god, Helios, on the temple floor in Jerusalem, in one of the old synagogues, with the twelve signs of the zodiac. Here it is again uh, in a Hebrew uh, school. And here it is again in Hebrew reference works, talking about the twelve signs of the Maseroth, or the, or the uh, signs of the zodiac. And uh, ac actually here in one of the ancient uh, synagogues in Israel, on the floor of the synagogue, you will see the twelve signs of the zodiac. Are, are right there on the floor of the uh, synagogue. So we go back to Job 38, 32 for a moment, where God is asking Job, Can thou bring forth Maseroth in his season? Well, now we know Maseroth means the twelve signs of the zodiac. So that, that's the reason we have as the theme for this lecture, Maseroth, from Job 38, 32, King James Version of the Bible, where God asked Job, Can thou bring forth Maseroth in his season? And you will see Maseroth, or the twelve signs of the zodiac, on the very floor of an old synagogue in Israel. Now some of the uh, publications. Here's a Jewish publication talking about the mystery of Maseroth saying that the Maseroth, the twelve signs of the zodiac, are prophetic types in the Jewish constellations and Hebrew stars. Now we go to the Bible again, Job 38. This is in the Amplified Bible, and you read where God says, Can you bring forth, not Maseroth, but in the Amplified Bible, it says, Can you leave forth the signs of the zodiac in their season? And in the New International Version of the Bible, Job 38-32 says, Can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons? Uh, here's the New American Standard Bible, where God says to Job, Can you leave forth the constellations in its season? So the, obviously God made the stars. Both Hebrews and Jewish, uh, Hebrew, Jewish, Christian sources will admit, yes, God made the stars. No, that's not what this, this, this scripture is saying. God made the stars, but here it is actually talking about God made the constellations. Maseroth, the twelve signs of the zodiac. So here are just some of the hundreds of biblical works that we had to consult to put this presentation together. There were hundreds of books and articles that we had to consult. Here are just some of the uh, websites which have references, uh, all kinds of reference works out there on the web dealing with Maseroth and the twelve signs of the Hebrew Zodiac. Here's another set. Here's another set. Here's even more. These are just websites, much less all of the books that, are, that I've had in my library. Uh, there's all kinds of reference works around the world on the Hebrew, Zodiac, and the Old Testament. 
Now let's look quickly at some of these Bible reference books on the subject of Maseroth, because we know Maseroth is in the Bible. We know that the Bible says it is the 12 signs of the Zodiac. But let's look quickly at some of the Bible reference books on the subject of Maseroth. One, we have Wycliffe's Bible Commentary, and dealing with Job 38 says, Can thou set the dominion thereof in the earth to qualify as director and judge of man's life on earth? One must be able to govern the heavenly bodies that rule the earth. Note the repeated mention of the influence of the astronomic and astral heavens on earthly affairs. Even the Bible reference works show that there is a astrological effect or influence on earthly affairs. And it says to qualify as a director and judge of man's life on earth, one must be able to govern the, the heavenly bodies that rule the earth. Okay, the New Interpreter's Bible uh, under Job 38 says some connection between what happens in heavens and what happens on earth is presupposed in the question to Job about knowing the ordinances of the heavens and establishing their rule on the earth. So this is saying if you just read what God asked Job in Job 38:33, it's obvious that God understands that the astrological symbols in the heavens is presupposed that uh, these uh, astrological symbols are part of the ordinances of heavens that establish their rule on the earth. So remember Genesis 1.14. If you go back to the first book of the Bible, Genesis 1.14, we will see that God is creating and it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from night. And these lights in the heavens, the stars, and it says, And let them be for signs. And then he adds the word, And seasons and for days and years. So the word God said was, Let the lights in the heavens, let them be for signs and for seasons. What are these signs? Well, here in uh, Genesis 1.14, another Bible says it better. And God said, let there be light holders in the firmament of the heavens. Well, the light holders are the stars. So God is saying, let there be stars or light holders in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs. The Hebrew word signs means things to come. Let them be for signs of things to come. That's what the actual Hebrew word O-T-H means. Look it up in a Hebrew dictionary, signs, and it will tell you signs is a word in Hebrew which means things to come. So, therefore, the astrological symbols are a sign of things to come. Here's the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Looking up the word Mazaloth or Maseroth. Mazaloth says, see astrology. But Maseroth 
as the 12 constellations of the zodiac. Here's uh, the Bible Dictionary by Dr. William Smith, another Bible Dictionary. And here we read Maseroth. It says the margin of the Bible of Job 38-32 gives, quote, the 12 signs as the equivalent of Maseroth. And later, the next quote from that publication says, in later Jewish writings, Maseroth are the signs of the zodiac. The individual signs and the singular mazal is used to denote a single sign as well as the planets and also the influence which they were believed to exercise upon human destiny so all the Bible reference works talk about the Maseroth or Maseroth sign of the zodiac and, and also mentions the influence which they were to believe, what they were believed to exercise upon human destiny. And so they do. Again, keep in mind, when in Genesis 1.14 says, Let there be lights in the heavens, and let those lights of stars serve as signs. The word signs is a Hebrew word meaning things to come. All right, here's a Bible encyclopedia. Bible Encyclopedia of Maseroth, 12 Signs of the Zodiac. Bible, the Imperial Bible Dictionary. Genesis says that this meaning, the 12 signs of the Zodiac, suits the two pas passages extremely well as supported by almost constant tradition of the ancient interpreters and is sustained by Aramaic usage. Maseroth, being the more ancient form, he says, an easy derivation would connect it with the Arabic mizal, mizal, which in Hebrew would be pronounced mizal, and in. For this was a common description of the twelve signs as so resting places for the sun in its annual course. So the twelve signs were like an inn, a hotel, or a room, a place to to, uh, for the sun to reside uh, for a while. So the sun would eventually reside in all 12 houses of the zodiac. So the very word meso was an inn or a place where the sun would reside for a while. Now we go to John, uh, in the New Testament, we go to John 14, 2, in which we read in John 14, 2, New Testament, <clears throat> where it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. Another, the Darby translation says, In my Father's house there are many abodes. The New American Standard Bible says, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. So many people have heard that old uh, song, In my Father's house are many mansions. The correct understanding is in my Father's abode. Well, where is the Father God aboding? Where does he abode? Well, obviously, ask any five-year-old child, where is God? And the child will point into the heavens. God is out there in heaven. Therefore, that's where God lives, is in heaven. And so that's his house or his or his home where he lives therefore when you read John 14 2 correctly 
it should say, in my father's abode, or in my father's home, or in the heavens, are many mansions, or in my father's house are many abodes, many dwelling places. That's what the word mezal meant, a place where the sun would reside for a time. So in my father's house are many mansions. Yes, there's at least 12 mansions or abodes or dwelling places. They're called houses of the zodiac. So in my father's house are many houses of the zodiac. Many homes are houses where the sun will abide. The Bible Dictionary says Maserat. This word is left untranslated in the text of our, ver of our version, Job 38-32. But in the margin it is said the twelve signs. This would refer to the knowledge or invention of the zodiac <clears throat> to the times preceding Job. And it is not improbable supposition inasmuch as the year was divided into twelve months from the most ancient of dates. The word is probably an, another form of Mazaloth, which actually occurs at Second Kings in the Old Testament. Originally, it perhaps meant the courses or circuits of the heavenly bodies as the, as the uh, planets move throughout the heavens. Mazaloth. So, here we have New Bible Dictionary. And here we see again in the New Bible Dictionary, probably the 12 signs and constellations of the Zodiac, the Hebrew word Mazaloth occurs, translating planets or 12 signs or constellations. Bible Tech Cyclopedia, Mazaloth is the lodging or stations of the sun. And my father's house are many lodging places. Yes, at least 12 we know of the twelve houses of the zodiac. The new combined Bible dictionary concords Maserat, signs of the zodiac. Now let's take a look at what different Bible translations have to say about God and the zodiac or Maserat. We've seen some of the many many different Bible uh, reference works Let's take a look at what different Bible translations have to say about God in the Zodiac. Again, we go to Job, which we've already seen. Job, uh, the footnote says it's the signs of the Zodiac. The old New King James Version says, uh, Genesis 1.14, let them be for signs. The next Bible says, uh, talks about Job 1.14, the fourth day, sun, moon, the stars. And it says, let them be for signs. Well, now we know what they're talking about. The stars that make up the different constellations of the zodiac are signs of the zodiac. HarperCollins Study Bible. The Lord made the constellations of Pleiades and the Orion. So when you hear, when you hear Christians saying that God made the heavens and he made the stars, yes, that's true. But... It says, the Lord made the constellations. He not only made the stars, but he put them into constellations and named the constellations of the zodiac in the Bible. 
So it, uh, uh, Christians will tell you that any time you're dealing with Christi uh, with uh, with uh, astrology, or any time you're dealing with the uh, astrological constellations, Christianity will tell you that is devil worship. That's of the evil. The devil did all of that. No, the Bible actually says the Lord made the constellations of the Pleiades and Orion. Here in the New International Version of the Bible, we go to a different book in Job. Job 9. Go to Job 9, 9. And it's talking about God, and it says, God is the maker of the bear, Ursa Major, and Orion, the Pleiades, and the constellations of the south. So the bear, Orion, and Pleiades, and the constellations of the south, God made them. Job 8, let's say Job 9, 9, and a different translation says, God made the bear, Orion, Pleiades, and chambers of the south. Uh, here's another book in the Old Testament Bible, Amos 5. Go to Amos 5, 8. Where in the book of Amos 5, 8, in the Old Testament, God says, it is said about God, He made the Pleiades and Orion. Here's Job 9, 9 again. God who made the bear, Orion, Pleiades, and Chambers of the South. Four constellations are mentioned here. The Living Bible says in Job 9, 9, In Job 9, 9, uh, in the Living Bible, says he, God, made the bear, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the constellations of the southern zodiac. It's very important, and I'm going to take a moment to, to emphasize this point. It's very important because Christians will tell you that God created the stars in the heavens. Yes. But the scriptures actually says, no, God not only made the stars, he made Ursa Major the bear, the constellation of Orion. He made the constellation of the Pleiades. And he went on to make the constellations of the southern zodiac. So God not only made the stars, he made the astrological constellations of the zodiac. So when you hear Christians telling you that the that the zodiac and the signs of the zodiac are from the devil. Just remember what the Bible says. The New International Version of the Bible goes on to tell us again that he who made the Pleiades and Orion. The Bible is filled with these places of <clears throat> talking about how God created all of these constellations. And Job 38, 31 again, it says, Can thou bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades? This is a different way of saying it. <clears throat> so God is asking Job, Can you bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades or bring forth Mezzarum? What do you mean the sweet influences of the Pleiades? That implies that this constellation called Pleiades has a pleasant influence on the earth. Oh well, my goodness, Christians will tell you that's, that is of the devil to say that the constellations of the zodiac or any constellations in the skies would have any influence on the earth is devil worship. 
Well, you better go back and have respect for the Bible, and you better read it. Because this is God saying, can you bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades? Or Orion? <clears throat> or the whole Zodiac, Maseroth? Amos 5.8 says, seek him who maketh the seven stars and Orion. So here we're told to seek God who made the seven stars, which is the Pleiades, and Orion. Now here in my here in my favorite Bible, the Companion Bible by Kriegel and Company, you can get this Bible on, uh, <clears throat> on uh, Amazon.com. It's called the Companion Bible by Kriegel. I like it because it says things a lot better and a lot easier. Here is the Bible you can order from Amazon. It says the Companion Bible, King James Version. It's in Burgundy and it's indexed. So if you want to get a really interesting Bible that I really prefer, because it has all kinds of information in there that other Bibles just don't have, you really need to get this particular Bible called the Companion Bible by E.W. Bullinger. Anyway, again in the, uh, in the Companion Bible it says, <clears throat> And God said, Let there be light holders in the firmament of the heavens, which we read before, to divide the day from night, and let them be for signs or things to come. Now, it goes on to say in the, in the uh, Companion Bible that uh, there are, they are for signs. And the Hebrew word oth means for signs for things to come. Signs, therefore, of something or someone to come. Here again, can now bring forth Maserat to 12 signs of the Zodiac. There are also a lot of Christian books written on the subject of God creating the Zodiac for mankind. Christians are not very well aware of their religion or the theology of, of uh, Christianity or the history of the world. They're not very well read on any of it. But if you go to any Christian bookstore, you will find that there's just an awful lot of Christian books written by Christian ministers about God creating the Zodiac. Not just the stars, but how God created the signs of the Zodiac. Here's one by a minister, Reverend Bill Darlingson, The Gospel and the Zodiac. This is written by a minister, The Gospel and the Zodiac. Here's another one, The Glory of the Stars by E. Raymond Kapp, extraordinarily brilliant writer, Christian writer, extraordinary man, written many, many, many good books. E. Raymond Kapp, The Glory of the Stars in Religion. Here's Joseph Zeiss, the German philosopher, wrote The Gospel in the Stars. E.W. Bullinger, The Witness of the Stars. These are all Christian books that can be bought in a Christian bookstore. Here's another one, God's Voice in the Stars, Zodiac Signs and Bible Truth. Here's another one, The Signs in the Heavens by a Christian minister. Here's another Christian minister, Signs in the Heavens, the Astrological Signs. Here's another minister, Dr. James Kennedy, The Real Meaning of the Zodiac. 
This is a Christian minister, Dr. James Kennedy, writing about the real meaning of the zodiac. Here's another one, Joseph Zeiss, The Gospel and the Stars, Christian Ministers. Another one, another book, Witness of the Stars. Here's The Gospel and the Stars, a presentation by Rabbi Ken Gibbs. The rabbis are talking about the gospel in the stars. Another book, A Voice Crying in the Heavens. Here's another one, The Mystery of Maseroth, Prophecy in the Zodiac. This book takes a it says this book takes a completely new approach demonstrating that the zodiac is a sequential twelve step prophecy, a clock counting down to the end of the age and the establishment of the messianic kingdom on earth. This is Christian literature, mystery of the zodiac or mystery of the Maserat. Here's another book by a Christian minister. No, this one is by Francis Rawlingson, very famous uh, British writer, Maserat. Very, very uh, in-depth uh, look at this whole uh, subject of the constellations of Maserat by Joseph, uh, but this is in the book, as we said, of Job 32, 38, 32. Anyway, there are, there are so many books in Christian bookstores talking about God's voice in the stars, zodiac signs, and Bible truth. Now, let's look at some of the zodiac symbols that are used in our religious history. We'll start with Taurus, the bull. One of the twelve signs of the, Zora, of, the, of the zodiac is the bull, Taurus the bull. And Taurus the bull, we need to explain that every 2,150 years, the sun moves into a different sign of the zodiac. And each sign is called a house of the zodiac. Therefore, each 2,150 years, the sun moves from one house to the next house and therefore you know in my father's abode the heavens are many houses that's right at least 12 houses of the zodiac and so now let's look at some of the zodiac symbols used in our religious history we'll start with Taurus when the Sun was in the constellation of Taurus the bull Taurus the bull or the ox this is where England gets the uh, Oxford University. Oxford University in England comes from the constellation of Taurus, the bull, the ox. The constellation of stars called Taurus the bull. Here is the sun, Taurus the bull. So you'll see the bull represents Taurus of 2150 year sign that the Sun is in. Taurus the bull. Now Taurus the bull, first we have to go back to Egypt and you begin to see how the Egyptians were worshiping the Sun on the bulls at the top of the bull's head you will see a round globe the Sun and the Sun was in the age at that time of Taurus the bull. And so the Egyptians were worshipping the sun in the age of astrological house or age of Taurus the bull. 
This is why you'll see the sun between the horns of the bull. The sun in the age of Taurus, the bull. This is everywhere in the ancient world. You will see symbols of the ancient bull worship, which was simply the sun in the age of Taurus. There it is again. And of course, if you go to India, we have the sacred cow of India, bull worship or the sacred cow. The gods of India always had the sacred bull, which was the sun, for 2,150 years in the house. In my father's house are many mansions. No, in my father's abode are many houses. And here's the sun for 2,150 years in the age of Taurus the bull. You'll see the sun behind the god, the uh, bull worship. Today, this is, you'll still have uh, sacred bulls in India. The bull is sacred because it represents Taurus, 2,150 years when the sun was in the constellation of Taurus the bull. In the Old Testament Judaism, remember the story of the children of Israel worshiping the golden calf when Moses comes down from God's mountain. Remember the story of, of uh, Moses and the Israelites worshiping the golden calf? Golden calf? Yeah, golden, the sun. Calf, bull, the golden calf which is the sun in the age of Taurus the bull, Jehovah. From a Hebrew reference works, uh, we see that Jehovah, God equals Jehovah, but Jehovah, what most Christians and Jews do not know, rabbis will tell you this if you get them to admit it, but it's in the Hebrew and Jewish reference works that and during the time of what we call uh, the age of Taurus, Jehovah, God, was drawn by the ancient Hebrews as a bull. He was referred to as the God Bull or the God Ox. So even Jehovah was pictured in the ancient uh, writings and ancient drawings of the ancient Hebrews as a bull because they were worshiping the sun in the age of Taurus, the bull. Here is a, a banner, you'll see beneath it in Hebrew, Taurus, the bull. Here's another picture of Taurus, the bull in Hebrew. And here is another in Hebrew, the picture of Taurus, the bull. Here's Moses coming down from the mountain. You'll see the Israelites dancing around the fire. The fire represents uh, sun worship. They were worshiping the sun in the age of Taurus, the bull. And Moses comes down from the mountain with a new religion. And he sees the Israelites are still stuck in the worshiping of the sun in the age of Taurus, the bull. Here's other pictures of the Hebrews worshiping the bull, the sun god in the age of Taurus the bull. Here's another picture of the golden calf. Today the Hebrew, still the golden calf. 
There's a stamp from Israel, modern-day stamp from Israel. You'll see the golden calf, and on the bottom you'll see the word Taurus. And the 12 signs of the zodiac on the bottom of the stamp. Even today, Israel is trying to bring back the good old days of bull worship by rebuilding Solomon's temple. But they have to find the perfect bull first. I mean, you would think that they would have gotten over this bull worship a long time ago, but no, they're still trying to bring back the good old days of bull worship, or worshiping the sun in the age of Taurus. How? By rebuilding Solomon's temple, but they have to find the perfect bull first. So here the Temple Institute in Israel says that they are now looking for a red heifer. They are looking for a bull that's going to be born, it's going to be red, and it will be perfect bull, and then they can slaughter that bull and kill it, and then that will inaugurate the new era in Israel. And the second paragraph, it says, Tradition records that a red heifer in our generation is the herald of the Messianic era. And so Israel is still trying to bring back the worship of Jehovah, or the sun, in the age of Taurus, the bull. They still want to go back to bull worship. And here... They are trying to pick the fleas off of a red heifer because it's got to be a perfect bull with no fleas. And so, you know, this is the same old bull worship, which is Taurus, the constellation. It's the holy cow. Got the same bull in Christian churches too. But of course, we all know Christian churches have always been full of bull from the beginning. Here we have in the in the uh, in the Vatican, you will see in the Vatican all the uh, cardinals and all the officials of the Vatican during the Middle Ages were studying the astrological signs of the zodiac. We know that is true because of all the records. The Vatican bases everything on the old ancient zodiac. And here's the Vatican. Here's the Pope with the papal bull, and here, of course, in the paintings in the, in the church in the Middle, Middle Ages churches, you will actually see, it says, the sign of the zodiac is Taurus, and in the yellow square, you will see in the Christian paintings the bull of Taurus. They're not trying to hide anything. Here's another uh, biblical picture from a, from, taken from a Bible. And you will see the bull of Taurus. Here's another scriptural book from the Middle Ages and early Middle Ages where it has the bull, Taurus. Here is a Taurus the bull and a church uh, stained glass. Next, let's look at another zodiac symbol in our religious history. Now that we've gone through the bull, and we know that the uh, the Jews and Christians both uh, venerated the sun, the sun god, in the age of Taurus the bull. But after Taurus, after the sun has been in the age of Taurus the bull for 2,150 years, it then moves to the next sign of the zodiac. So the next sign of the zodiac, going backwards, is Arius. 
Aries the Ram. Aries the Ram is the next house of the zodiac that the sun will reside in. So Aries the Ram was called the Lamb of God, the Lamb Ram, sheep horn, the Lamb Ram of God. So when you hear that God's Son, Jesus, was called the Lamb of God, it's that Jesus is the Son God in the age of uh, the Ram or Lamb of God, Aries. Aries is a constellation in the zodiac. Constellation of stars call Aries, the Ram. Important constellation in the year approximately 2,000 years before Christ was Aries, the Ram. So for 2,150 years before Christ, the world was in the age of Aries, the Ram. You can see this in Egypt, for instance. We saw in Egypt the bull worship and Christianity and Judaism. Now let's go back to Aries in Egypt. And you will see the sun in the age of Aries, the ram. The ram god in Egypt. The ram was all over Egypt because at the particular time the sun was in the age of Aries, the ram. Now, in the Old Testament Hebrew, again, going back to the Hebrew again, we went to the Hebrew for Taurus, the bull. <clears throat> now we go to Old Testament for Aries, the ram. And here's the Hebrew letters. You'll see Aries, the ram. Again, in Hebrew, the ram. Here it is, the zodiac sign of Aries in Hebrew. Rabbi Simon Jacobson wrote, the month of Nisan, is actually Aries the ram and as I said the uh, the uh, stamps in Israel is still there we have Aries the ram even today in Hebrew the ram now rams of course have horns uh, you know Aries is a ram and rams have horns so if you're going to celebrate the sun in the age of Aries the ram, you naturally blow, blow the ram's horn. The ram's horn, the shofar, is showing that they are worshiping the sun in the age of Aries the ram, blowing the ram's horn. So many of these people have no idea in the world what any of this symbolism means have no concept all they know is mucky see mucky do they hear that the Jews are blowing a ram's horn so the Christians have got to blow a ram's horn no idea in the world that this was the worship of the Sun in the age of Aries the ram Christian churches as I said is basically mucky see mucky do so here in the Christian church you will see a painting and on the bottom it actually tells you that it is a sign of the zodiac Aries and you will see the ram in the yellow square Aries the ram in the church uh, pictures and church medieval church paintings again old text from the medieval church shows Aries the ram Aries the Ram, Aries the Ram. Even today, modern day church ministries 
this one says, Welcome to Ram Worship. They're still worshiping the sun, God's sun, the light of the world. Of course, the sun is the light of the world. And the sun was in the age of Aries, the Ram. <clears throat> and so they're still worshiping today, Ram Worship. Since AD 35, and this is my opinion, I believe that since AD 325, we have been living in the sign of age of Pisces, the two fish. This is debatable. Uh, it's not important that it, it is a debatable because some will say it was earlier. Uh, but I believe uh, the age of Aquarius, I mean the age of Pisces, began in the year 325 AD. So we have been, since AD 325, we have been living in the sign of the next astrological house, or the next astrological sign of the two fishes, or Pisces. So we have been living now since 325 in the age of Pisces. Pisces is the two fish. The age of Pisces. That's where we are now, since the year 325, and that's why today we have Pisces in the heavens, the two fish, the constellation of Pisces. And Christian Bibles, pictures, you'll see the two fish. That's in a Christian Bible. Also in a Christian publication, talking about the signs of the zodiac. Here's another one symbol of the two fish, Pisces. This is in Sicily, the 4th century AD. You'll see the Star of David, and inside the Star of David are the two fish of Pisces. In Hebrew, even the Hebrew today, you'll see the two fish. Uh, the banner with the Hebrew writing beneath it is the two fish of Pisces. Now, if you remember that God's Son S-U-N, that sun in the heaven, which is our risen Savior. And of course the sun is your risen Savior. Because if the sun doesn't come up, we're going to be dead in three weeks. The sun is nothing but pure energy. And the sun pours out its energy, and energy is life. So the sun is pouring out energy or life into the universe. And that sun's energy comes to the earth and keeps us alive. It grows food and keeps us alive. So God's sun is giving his life so that you might live. So when you hear about Jesus being God's son, S-O-N, no, it's God's S-U-N. And God's son, S-U-N, is now living in and abiding in the age of Pisces, the two fish. So then we read in John 6, 9 in the New Testament, John 6, 9, we read that here is a boy comes to Jesus with small five small barley loaves and two fish. That's the story of Jesus feeding his followers with two fish. And the scriptures it says, and there's a lad here who has barley loaves and two small fish. And again, the two fish of the Bible. Jesus feeds his followers with two fish. Here is the boy who's carrying 
the loaves of bread and giving it to Jesus, the two fish. You will see the two fish. Here again, you'll see the two fish, one going one way, one going the other. Going in opposite directions. That's going in opposite directions. The two fish. The two fish are Pisces. That's why Jesus is, is feeding uh, his people with the loaves and two fish going in opposite direction. The two fish of Pisces. Here in the uh, Christian paintings, again in the Middle Ages, you will see actual Christian paintings within the yellow square. You will see the sign of the zodiac is Pisces. The church has been trying to tell Christians for hundreds of years that Christianity is astrological worship of the heavens. That's all Christianity is, is the worship of the sun in the different ages of the zodiac, the twelve tribes of Israel, the twelve apostles of Jesus, the twelve chosen, always the twelve, the twelve sons of Joseph. Always the twelve. Look in the Bible and see how many times the word twelve is used. It's because of the presence of the twelve signs of the zodiac. Here in a Christian painting you will see Pisces. Chartres Cathedral, a very famous cathedral in Europe. On the, uh, in the stained glass window you will see Pisces. The two fish. You will see in the Bible, two fish, Pisces, and another cathedral, the two fish, Pisces. On a Hebrew Jewish synagogue floor, you will see the two fish of Pisces. Uh, the point I'm making here is that you need to understand that Jesus was the great fisherman, and this is why you, the symbolism of early Christianity was two fish. This is, the, this is the thing that has been found in the Vatican. However, here's another stained glass window with the two fish of Pisces. So, while the Christians may say the astrological signs are of the devil, somebody better tell these people to get back and uh, get, go back to school and learn how to read because astrological symbols come from the Bible. The Bible says God created them. Bible reference works say God created them. They're in churches, like you can see here. They're on the fronts of churches. They're in, the, uh, in, in mosaic paintings and mosaic carvings in the Bible and the uh, Vatican. You will see Jesus with his twelve with the two fish of Pisces. Again, other churches in Europe, two fish. Even the Islamic religion recognizes that the zodiac symbols are from God. Even Islam recognizes that. Here you have the Islamic uh, priest. You'll see the sun. It's a round sun. And you'll see the two fish of Pisces. Here you have uh, another Islamic painting. You'll see on the bottom is the two fish, and of course we'll talk about the symbol above it, the man with the water pitcher, which is Aquarius. Here's the zodiac from Islamic civilization, 
the Islamic zodiac of all the signs of the zodiac in Islam. Here it is again, the zodiac in Islam, the zodiac signs, and the signs of the zodiac still, the zodiac too. Lines of faith, astrology and astronomy. In the uh, in the uh, in the old Islamic uh, Torah, I mean the old Islamic book, it's called, it says astrology and astronomy were closely linked in Islam. Again, we have um, the symbol of Pisces on the bottom, and Aquarius on the top, man with the water pitcher. Then there was this discovery of the oldest Christian church ever found on the earth, and this is important. There was a discovery made a couple of years ago that was said to be the oldest Christian church ever found on the earth. And it was found in Israel. And if this is the oldest Christian church ever found on earth, then take a look at the original symbol of early Christianity. You will not see Jesus hanging on a cross. I'm talking. I'm not talking about Christianity and churchanity today. I'm talking about original Christianity, the original story, not the one we're being fed today by Vatican and by the silly, nonsensical church world. But let's go back to what is referred to as the oldest Christian church ever found on earth. And take a look at the original symbol of early Christianity. Here you will see in Israel the workers are cleaning the floor of this old um, Christian synagogue in Israel. And people coming from all around the world to see the oldest church ever found on the earth. And MSNBC said archaeologists unveil an ancient church in Israel. They're cleaning the floor of this ancient church they found. And what do you see in the center? If it isn't a round circle with the, with the rays of the sun, you'll see the round circle of the sun and with the little rays of the sun and in the middle of the sun, are the two fish of Pisces. This is original Christianity, the worship of the sun. You'll see the round circle of the sun as the sun is in the age of Pisces, the two fish. So now Christians, are Christian bookstores and Christian publications, well, they all go on to say, well, you know, the zodiac testifies of Christ. Uh, the, the Zodiac testifies of Christ, and the constellations tell us about Jesus. The Zodiac constellation figures uh, may symbolize the 12 key roles of Jesus Christ. You know, they, they have no idea in the world that the entire Christian religion is the Zodiac, the sun, and the 12 houses. The Jews started it with Taurus the Bull, then the Jews went to the worship of Ares the ram, blowing the ram's horn. Then the Jews and the oldest synagogue, Christian synagogue in the whole world, and Israel realized that the sun had now moved out of Ares and it was now going into 
Pisces, the two fish. Judaism, Christianity is astrology. Here we see a Bible truth online, the meaning of the zodiac. On the bottom it says the story of Christ has always been written in the stars. In the sky above us, the twelve zodiac signs have shined in the night, telling of Christ's coming, his life on the earth. So we see that the painting of the Last Supper, the very painting, the very famous painting of the Last Supper, and you will see that there were twelve apostles. That's because there are twelve months in the year, or twelve signs of the zodiac, or twelve apostles. You will see they are divided into sections of three. Three, six, nine, twelve. That's why we have four Gospels. They have spring, summer, autumn, winter. Three months apiece for spring, summer, autumn, winter. The twelve months of the year, the twelve signs of the zodiac, the twelve brothers of Joseph, the twelve tribes of Israel, the twelve apostles, it's all worshiping the sun in the twelve houses of the zodiac. And Jesus, as I said, is God's Son, S-U-N, our risen Savior, the light of the world. Of course, the Son, God's Son, is the light of the world. Incidentally, <clears throat> in the zodiac, between each sign of the constellation are other smaller constellations that connect the major 12. The major 12 constellations are connected by smaller groups of stars. And those smaller groups of stars are called deacons. D-E-C-A-N-S. Deacons or decans. Deacons are small groups of stars that connect the 12 signs of the zodiac. So that's why today we have in churches deacons. Deacons comes from the word decan. That's where it comes from. So if you're a church deacon, or if you know someone who's a church deacon, deacon is a decan. A decan is a small group of stars that connect the great constellations of the zodiac. And so today we are living in what the Bible calls, and you've heard it many times, the last days or the end times. We're living in the last days or the end times, the Christians will tell you. But they never get around to telling you the last days of what? What is it the last days of? Well, if you go back to Taurus the Bull uh, in the Hebrew worship of the sun at the age of Taurus, then you come backwards to the next constellation, which is blowing the ram's horn, Aries the ram. And then you come into our modern day with the sun, God's sun, the light of the world, our risen Savior, with his 12 helpers of the 12 signs of the zodiac. Uh, we're now living in the sun, is now living in the age of Pisces. Well, the next constellation is going to be Aquarius, the man with the water pitcher. Here in the White House, you will see on the wall, painted on the wall, the age of Aries the Ram. The next will be the age of 
Pisces, the two fish, which is our time right now. And then you can see on the wall of the White House the painting of, of uh, Aquarius, the water bearer. Here in the Vatican, the ceiling of the Vatican, one of the rooms in the ceiling of the Vatican, you will see the two fish, Pisces. And above Pisces, you will see the water, the man carrying a water pitcher, which is Aquarius. So we see now that we are living in the last days of the age of Pisces, the two fish. So the next sign or age will be Aquarius, the man carrying a water pitcher. Aquarius is the man with the water pitcher. Remember the song, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius? Aquarius is the next constellation. You will see one of the fish from Pisces. And the next constellation is going to be Aquarius. But the sun is not in Aquarius yet. It's going to be there somewhat soon, but it's not quite there yet. We're still in the age of Pisces. But Aquarius is coming, so this is the dawning. The sun is getting ready to dawn in the age of Aquarius. Aquarius, the constellation of the zodiac of the man with the water pitcher. Again, Christians will tell you this is all of the devil. And again, I would say you better go back and show respect and read the Bible and read the Bible reference works because you're going to find out that God created the Zodiac. God created the 12 signs of the Zodiac. It's God's work. And it's only imbecilic morons who would say that the Zodiac was from the devil. Now here is the Jewish Aquarius. Because the Jews always got the same symbols the Christians do. So here in the Old Hebrew you'll see the Jewish astronomical Manuscript shows Aquarius, the man with the water pitcher. Here's another Hebrew with the water pitcher. Here's another picture, a banner with the water pitcher. You'll see the sun and the age of the man with the water pitcher, Aquarius. Here's the stamp. Today the stamp in Israel. You will see the man with the water pitcher. All people who are bright, intellectually astute, and well-read know what I'm talking about. It's just the ignorant, ill-informed, deceived world of Christianity and ignorant, ill-informed, and unread world that is totally oblivious to the real religion of the Bible and the real history of Israel and the Jewish people. The Bible's New Testament tells us to look for the coming of the next age, which is Aquarius. The next age that is coming, or the house that the sun will reside in for 2,150 years, is not here yet. The sun is still residing in Pisces. But very soon the sun is going to leave the house of Pisces and go into the house of Aquarius. So that's why we have in the New Testament the authorized King James Version. The scripture in Luke 22.10, the Bible says in the New Testament, the book is called Luke 22.10. And Jesus said unto them, well first of all, let's go back to 8. 
And it says, And when he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. <clears throat> the Passover is celebrated once a year, and it will be celebrated for 2,150 years in each sign of the zodiac. So when the sun was in the age of Taurus, uh, the Passover was celebrated each year for 2,150 years in the age of Taurus, the bull. Then when the age of Aries, the ram, now the Passover would be, uh, will be celebrated uh, once a year in the age of Aries, the ram. Then once the Aries the Ram moved on, in the next 2,150 years is Aries, is from Aries is Pisces. So now even today, Jews are celebrating the Passover, which is the sun passing over from the death of winter to the new life in spring. So when the sun dies in the southern hemisphere, it dies to the northern hemisphere, it's freezing cold and dying here, but when the sun crosses over the equator, it has passed over from its death in winter to its new life in spring. So in the first week of spring, the Jews celebrate the Passover, because the sun has passed over the equator, bringing back the sun in the new age of, of Pisces or the new age of Aries, or the age of Taurus. And so today, Jews are still worshiping the sun. That's basically their god, is the sun. And it will cross over the equator each year, and so they celebrate the sun coming back from the death of winter into the new life in spring. And so in the first of spring, there was a celebration called the Passover. And so the Passover is still being celebrated, as I said, in the age of uh, Pisces, the two fish. But the scripture says that God, I mean, that Jesus said, and we read in 9 when Jesus is talking to his 12 apostles, or to the 12 signs. And in 8, uh, it says, <clears throat> and he sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare for us the Passover meal that we may eat meaning the last and final Passover meal of the last year that the sun will be in the age of Pisces, the two fish. Well, the apostle then said to him, but where wilt thou we prepare? Meaning, where, where are we going to, to uh, go then for this, for this last meal? And he said to them, Behold, when you enter the city, there shall be a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. So God's son, S-U-N, is telling his chosen twelve that we're going to celebrate the last and final Passover in the age of Pisces, the two fish. And now we're going to celebrate the coming of the new age of Aquarius. And so, go into the city, you will see a man carrying or bearing a water pitcher. Carry, carrying a, a, a water pitcher. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. A man with a water pitcher. Here's the New International Version. 
Again, 22, this is Luke 22, 10. And he replied to his apostles, As you enter the city, a man carrying out jaw of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters. That's right, the house of Aquarius. Here's the Holy Bible again. Again, we read in the Holy Bible, And he said unto them, Behold, when you enter into the city, there shall be a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house. Aquarius. The house of Aquarius is where the sun is getting ready to go into. And when it goes into the house of Aquarius, and it won't go there for some time yet, but when it officially, actually, officially moves into the house of Aquarius, we will then officially be out of the age of the two fish, and we will now be in the age of the man with the water pitcher. And so the church has been telling you this for a long time, like they told you about the bull, they told you about the Aries, they told you about the first Christian church being the two fish, now the churches around the world are trying to tell you that get ready for the age of Aquarius. So, we have Arius, the water bearer. Aquarius, the water bearer. Here in a church you will see Aquarius painted on the wall of the church, the man with the water pitcher, right in your face in a Christian church. Here's another church with Aquarius, the man with the water pitcher. These are right in your face in churches, but Christians do not see. For the scripture, the, the Bible prophesied of Christianity and said, they will have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. And with the heart, they do not get the sense of it. So Christians are fulfilling the Bible prophecy that they have eyes, they just don't see it. It's right in front of you. Here in the Vatican, on the floor, you will see Aries. You will see uh, Aquarius, the stars of Aquarius on the floor of the Vatican. Here's another picture from the Middle Ages. The water bearer. This is from an early biblical Middle Ages painting of Aquarius, the water bearer. This is in churches in Europe. Here's a Charter's Cathedral. You will see the zodiac window says Aquarius, the water bearer. Here's another church, another cathedral, Aquarius, the water bearer. Another church. A water bearer, the man with the water pitcher, Aquarius. Here's, the, here's another one in Canterbury. <clears throat> you will see the man with the water pitcher on the floor. Uh, the same biblical reference works, old Middle Ages reference works. You will see the man with the water pitcher. What I'm trying to tell you is that Christianity and Judaism is the worship of the astrological signs of the zodiac, the sun worship. This is why Jesus is called God's son, S-U-N, the light of the world, who has 12 helpers, the 12 signs of the zodiac. 
<clears throat> again, in the Bible, you'll see the man with the water pitcher, Aquarius. Again, a painting in the church, you will see it says, the sign of the zodiac this time is Aquarius. There's the man with the water pitcher. How much more obvious do you have to have it that Christianity is nothing more than the worship of the astrological signs of the zodiac and that Jesus is not the S-O-N of God. Jesus is the S-U-N of God, the sun, the light of the world. Of course the sun is the light of the world. What else lights the world if it's not the sun? So that's the story of Maseroth. Maseroth is the signs of the zodiac. The Hebrews have given us, the ancient Egyptians have given us, all the ancient world had the signs of the zodiac and today Christianity and Judaism is still keeping holy the reverence for the sun in the twelve houses of the zodiac. That's all Judaism and Christianity is, is the worship of the sun and the age of the zodiac. This is only one part, this show is only one part of a two-part series. And in order to understand the rest of this story, you really need to get this part two, which is Lucifer, bringer of the new age. Christians are going to have a ball with this one. Jordan Maxwell's talking about Lucifer and the new age. But you need to get this video, Lucifer, the bringer of the new age, to understand a little bit more about what you've just seen, Maseroth, because Maseroth, the New Age, and Lucifer is all one subject. Thank you.